Hello, good morning, good day, wherever you are. I want to especially welcome every one of you to today's edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish Osemuahu. Today is the second day of the month of February 2021. You are most welcome. Wow, it's been a great time looking at this subject matter, this farmer called husband. That's the topic we've been looking at now for weeks. We had um, a little bit of break um, just over the weekend to talk about marital sexuality for Saturday and on Sunday. And yesterday, because it was the first day of the month, we did prophetic declarations praying for the month. And I did promise yesterday that we're going to return back to where we stopped on Friday. I'm expecting that those who have been following us will really, really understand what we am trying to explain here. All right. We've been looking at this topic, um, this farmer called husband. Yeah. As the name is, as the title is. So we're trying to explain to everybody that the average husband is a farmer. I can imagine how that will sound when you bring out all the husbands in the house and call them farmers. Or you just get to a place and say, all the farmers in the house, come out. You know, it, it will look somehow. And then someone will say, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a doctor. Now one will say, I'm an engineer. I say, no, but your husband say yes. Oh, you're a farmer. All right. We just need to get that consciousness into our mind. Truly, the husband is a farmer. And um, this episode is, um, rather, this series has been one of the longest series. That's because we want to really take some time out to explain all of this. If we get the leadership right in our marriage, we'll get things right. I'm not going to compromise on this because that's the truth. I've seen it in the Word of God. I mean, even in secular understanding, I, I don't know why people find it difficult to understand that the success and failure of any system lies in the leadership. We say this in the secular places. And the same people who defend this truth, when they hear things like this, they will say, no, 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 no. It can't be true. If the marriage is not working, it's the woman. If it's working, it's the man. Uh, can't we see that that's where we have gotten it all wrong? It's the same thing. Marriage is the same institution. It's the same system, just like any other system. And if there's a leadership in place, which of course we know there is, it means that it's that leadership that should ensure the success of that marriage. Some of you will say, but Apostle, what if my wife is difficult or she's the wrong person or she's uh, she's very hard to crack? I'm finding it difficult. Oh, I mean, who chose her? You did. You did. Should you shift bulk of blame? No, because if you understand the, the what we call the system of leadership, you understand that leadership begins with responsibility. You don't shift responsibility. You chose her. You went for her. All right. It was your best choice. I'm not sure anybody forced her on you. There were definitely things you saw about her that just stood her out. So what went wrong? And that's why you, some of you that understand, I've been so passionate about this revival. It begins with our husband, if we understand this. Yes, I do understand some wives can be very frustrating. Some women can really, really be ungovernable. But I mean, <laughs> you trust that kind of person. You trust her. 
Maybe you went for sex when you should have been cutting her the real deal, looking out for character and all that. But you went for sex, you went for physical things. So why are you blaming her? If I might borrow the word from my brother, is the market. Is the market you bought. That's what you have. All right? So we're saying, I'm not going to blame you either. But don't blame her. All you need to do is understand the way a system works. It works by its leadership. Stop this blaming game. Take the bull by the horn as a husband. Start all over again. Understand the principles of courtship the way you should have courted her. Fall in love with her heart and not her body. Pick it up all over again. And that's why, if you've been following these teachings, we've been talking about the husband being a farmer and the things that he needs to do and all that. And of course, um, the last subtopic we've been talking about is the farmer's tool um for for um okay the husband's tool for farming the wife all right yeah the the husband's tool for farming the the bride the wife yeah when i say the wife the wife is the fruit so the bride is actually the seed so the right word is the bride all right when she becomes a wife you will know the public will know everybody will know but when you get married to her you get married to her as a bride and so there are tools you have to use to farm her to cultivate, let's use the word farming if that is too a little bit demeaning for you, but let's use the word cultivating to cultivate her because it's the same word as husbandry. Let's face the reality here. All right, so we've talked about tool number one, we talked about vision, we've talked about understanding tool number two, we talked about um, um, what was it again? Um, that, the, the third one, forgiveness. All right, yeah, that was the last one we finished forgiveness. That was the third one. Now, today we're going to be looking at the fourth tool. All right, we're just going to be looking at some couple of tools, hoping that our husbands will embrace this. There's a place for vision. There's a place for understanding. There's a place for forgiveness. Today we're going to be talking about patience. Yeah, you heard me right. Patience. Uh, to be patient. All right. Now, this is a word. I hope you know. Even, I mean, just mentioning the word patience now is like, oh, How? Do we even have that word again? Because it's, it's the kind of word that is not easily used. It's the kind of word that um, we, we haven't really brought it to the front burner. It's, it's, it's just behind most of the times. Um, it, it's not the kind of virtue, just like you say, love, um, uh, which other one are strength, humility, you know, all these, they stand out. But when you talk about patience, it's like... It's not the kind of virtue that anybody would even want to reach out for. But friends, oh, you've got to understand the value of patience. You've got to understand the importance of patience. Yes, we've relegated it to the back line, but hey, there lies the secret to a wonderful marital relationship, courtesy of the husband. Don't forget... All these things we're talking about, the wife also have her role to play. I, I'm going to be talking about the role of the bride, you know, becoming a wife, you know, when that time comes. But I just want to concentrate on the men. You just play your role. Forget about what your wife is doing or what she's not doing. Just do your stuff, okay? It's like a script that has been given to you. Follow what you are to say at every point in time. The cast won't tell the director, no, I won't say this. Otherwise, you'll be act of the, 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 the movie. All right. If a script has been given to you, when you are to say hello, you say hello. When you are to say, uh, where are you going? You, I mean, if that's what the script says, you say it. 
all right now let's just follow what the script says about the man and that's what we've been looking at these tools vision understanding forgiveness today we'll talk about patience now let, let's let me say this patience is a virtue that can only come from the holy spirit yeah it's an innermost character of the individual that reflects how deep he is when it comes to understanding the things of God and submission to the Holy Spirit. Because if you do not have the Holy Spirit truly resident in your life, that level of patience can really, really be tempted. I mean, it varies. To the level you are able to exercise it, varies. There are some persons just short circuit, you know, they just start reacting. There are some, it's going to take a while, just going to be patient. It just So it has a lot to do with your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. It has a lot to do with your understanding, you know, because some of you might argue, what about those who are not born again, but they are patient? So that's what I said. Yeah, it has a lot to do with your understanding about life, the way you have come to understood life, the way you've come to see life the way you understand that the game should be played. And so there are times that you will naturally would have reacted, but just because you understand life differently, you will just let things be, okay? That person might not be born again, but it has a lot to do with, you know, understanding the, the, uh, the deep reservoir of the knowledge that you have about life and what life is real about. But let's look at it from both angles. Now, you having that kind of deep reservoir of the knowledge of God and mankind and humanity generally, and then now being fueled by the Holy Spirit. That is what will set you apart. And as a man, as a husband, you need it. Why? Because the woman, your wife, which, of course, at the moment is your bride because you're the one nurturing her to becoming a wife, can really sometimes be very troublesome. Okay, let me use the word, can be very naughty. Yeah, brides can really, really be very naughty. Do you know why? Because they are still brides. All right? They don't really know their left and their right. There are some things they will do. There are some statements they will make. You know, some women, see, as I'm saying this, women, let's also begin to learn our lessons. I'm going to come to your turn, and I'm also going to hit you where I need to hit you. Because we really need to change. We really need to holistically look at this. If not for our sake, for the sake of the next generation coming after us, our children, we need to set the pace and let them know the truth. And so that's why this is not just about the men, it's also about the women as well. Learning what to do at every point in time. Yes, the truth has to be said. There are some women that can be very naughty. Maybe to an extent, that is true with most women. There are times where they just get naughty. Yeah. Uh, like I said the previous days, uh, during the previous uh, uh, episode, I did say that women are emotional beings. And because they're emotional beings, emotions do often get a better part of them. So now where they're supposed to be logical, which of course that is reserved for the men, they wouldn't because the emotion is actually taking a greater part of their lives. So they will respond or react based on emotion before they would think. And so when they behave that way, it can really, really be frustrating. Yeah. You just, you know, a woman will just say some certain things, just utter out some words. Ah, it will take a man with patience to be able to like understand that look. What I'm trying to build into this bride, even though I'm not seeing the fullest, I believe one day I will get to that height. I believe my my this my bride, okay? I'm trying to run away from using the word wife. 
to bride, okay? Even if you are 20 years, 25 years old in marriage, there's a level to which you become a wife. If you have not gotten to that level, you are still a bride. And truly, the man has to do so much work nurturing to become that wife. Now, uh, um, there, there comes to that time where some women could really say some kind of things, statements that if you were possible, if there was a rope somewhere, the man would want to just go and commit suicide. If he has a gun, he would shoot himself. Okay, you know, the, the, the words of women are like razor. You, some of you know what I'm talking about. Let's be very sincere, all right? You know, I'm not trying to um, be biased here. Women words are like razor. That's just the way it is. They might not have the physical strength to combat with their husband, but they do have power with their words. They, it will cut across any kind of element. It will pierce through it. Their words can really, really be very damaging. Let, let me use the word. There's really a woman who has not been refined by the Holy Spirit. Now, you have such a situation. She didn't think. She just reacted. She said some words. It takes a man who is patient to be able to understand. I won't give up on this woman. Because that's where you need to deplore that virtue of patience. Yes, you want a change. Um, your wife possibly, your bride possibly might um, have listened to this audio. And for some of them who have been so connected to MCI, going through our teachings and all that, yes, it will be easier for you to say as a man, what are you even learning self? Now, I'm saying live high, low. you learn your own. Because it will take a while. It's not the day you put the sperm in the body of the woman that becomes a baby. Uh, if it were possible to look at that sperm 24 hours after, it still looks like nothing. It still looks like what you can hold on to, what you can admire as a child. Look at that sperm another week's time. It's still almost not what you will admire. But you know what? As day becomes weeks, as weeks runs into weeks, then the baby is forming, then at nine months or thereabout, a sperm becomes a baby. That's the nature of the woman. All right? It is patience that brings out the best in her. You can't expect your wife to change one day, just today. Oh, you will change. It won't work. You are the leader. You are the one putting the uh, um, virtues into her that you... When I say putting the virtues, those things that you want to see her develop into... You're the one sowing them into her, encouraging her, you're giving to her, but you've got to be patient. That's what I need to let you know as a man, as a husband, you've got to be patient with your wife, all right? You've seen what you want your marriage to become. You've prayed about it. You have also accepted the place of humility to submit to the Holy Spirit to guide you. And you're a man who is given to taking counsel. You're a man who is also learning from other people. And you're saying, no, this is a, a brand new start, a fresh start. And you're trying all that you can to ensure that peace returns to your marriage. You're trying all you can to ensure that your wife is doing well. It might not just be instantaneous. That's the point I'm trying to make. The change might not just be instantaneous. Gradual change, an incremental difference, change here and there. Before you know what's going on, one day you will look back and say, wow. Friends, what I'm saying, I, I'm saying it from my own personal experience with my wife. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. There, there were times um, where there were issues and I felt that uh, there was a particular aspect of my wife where she needed to work on. 
um, terms of her emotion because uh, I realized it was something that was coming from her background, her family, all right? And she knew, she knew about it and she was also working on herself and all that. I remember having to sexually pray it out of her body. Yeah, like those of you who have been with me in our sexual trainings, sexual class, you know that I've always said it's very possible for you to sexually pray things, virtues into the body of your spouse or removed what you don't want all right now i used to do it then when we are in the act the bedroom fellowship i used to you know command this thing out of our body oh god you know i don't want to see this and I, I, it wasn't just something that worked one day just because i prayed the prayer the other day no but you see my wife today it, it started changing i started noticing that look oh She's no longer, she doesn't react the way naturally she would have reacted previously. You know, the way her emotion would have taken a better part of her. She wouldn't do that again. And I started noticing the changes and all that. Oh, today, wow, wow. Looking back now, I said, wow. I mean, I would have killed myself about it then. But it has changed. I'm just sharing that as an example. There could be other aspects in the life of your wife that you're trying to, you're believing, oh God, help me, oh, my wife, yes, because she can't be perfect, she's not perfect, and wives, listen to me, bride, listen to me, if your husband is complaining about something about your life, he could just be true, because he's your best mirror, yes, it could just be true, maybe you are very highly temperamental, your anger will often take a better part of you, or you are this kind of person that you won't even reflect the anger, but secretly it's like a bomb, and your husband is not comfortable with it, okay? And I mean, I'm just saying you're not a perfect person. You need to accept the fact that this is a weakness and you need to work on yourself. But I'm saying to our husband, if we need to take those things out of our wife's life and work on those things, it won't happen overnight. You've got to be patient. Just believe that the change that has started has truly started. You might not see the result. In fact, after you had even done something, okay, you have to be caring, I have to be giving, I have to be romantic, at least hoping that uh, this will ultimately, you know, help in um, fostering that relationship and building back your marriage again. And then you're just doing it, you're not getting anything out of it. No. In fact, the moment you even started, it will look as if it has become worse. No, don't give up. Something is happening. That is how life is. Everything in life is in seed form. It begins as a seed. It goes through the same process. Where you are today as a graduate of accounting, medicine, uh, law, was it one day you jumped into that? Can you cast your mind back to those when you were a student in school? Now, you, looking back now, it all went through that process before you became graduate, did your professional trainings and all that. You are where you are. That's how life is. You know how little the day you were born, maybe a 2 kg, 2.5, 3 kg. Look at yourself now. That's how life is. Nothing happens suddenly. Everything goes through time. Everything spreads its wings through what we call process. And so you have to be patient to allow that process to take its course. Don't jump into conclusion. Don't be like the foolish farmer who goes back the next day to pick up the seed just to check if it's growing. Uh, I mean, I expected to see this seed growing after I planted it 24 hours. 
And so the farmer comes around, he picks up the seed. Oh, this seed, you are not growing. What's happening to you? All right, let me put it back. Maybe you need more water. He pours water on it. He asks Manu. He goes back home. He comes back again the second day. Oh, this seed, ah, what happened? No, now. A farmer knows that when he puts the seed on the ground, he's going to lift the seed. He's not going to go back to the seed to go and pick it up. If it does so, the seed is going to die. We have to be patient enough to believe that the seed is growing. Even when we are not seeing it, let's be patient. So it's a tool our husbands need. We've got to be patient with our wives. They can really, really be naughty, like I said earlier. It's just like our children. Do we cast our children away? If we use the mentality of relating with our children with our wife, a whole lot will be better. A whole lot will be better. And that's the mentality I've always used over my wife. In fact, my children know, everybody knows, I've always called my wife my firstborn. My wife, I regard to her as my firstborn because truly she's my firstborn because she's the first that came out of me. Uh, yeah, understanding Adam and Eve and the principle of creation. Then I refer to my first child as my first child. And then I refer to my son as my son, my first son or my son. You know, so everybody have their own place. But the one for my wife is very sacrosanct. She's my firstborn. So I see her like my child. And that is why, you know, often the time when you see her behave sometimes, she won't tell me, am I not your firstborn? Won't I behave like your child? And truly, that's the way it is. And I have to be patient. If it's my child, my child wrongs me, my child offended me, I, I mean, I won't push the child away. I won't. I will correct the child, I will chastise the child, but I will still get the child back and still continue to love the child. That is my mentality about relating with my wife. I hope our husbands will see it from this dimension as well. You don't throw the baby with the bad water away. You've got to be patient with her, nurturing her, allowing her to grow. That's a major virtue of a farmer. He's a nurturer, but he nurtures with patience. He's going to believe that the grain of corn is going to become a fruitful corn three months or four months after, and it takes patience to be able to achieve that. It's my prayer that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, come upon our husbands, and the spirit of patience will rest upon them to be patient enough to allow what they are nurturing to become fruitful in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Wow. I hope you've been blessed today. I hope you have learned something from this podcast. Please let's share it with our friends. Let's share it with our men especially. And let's look for a way to have our husbands to listen. Let's just play it somewhere in the background. And I'm sure our husbands would listen. God bless you. Okay. Now, like I did say yesterday, the marriage faculty is starting this Friday. Admission will be closing tomorrow. Please register. I can't say it more than this. You will be so transformed and blessed. Please reach out to other people and invite them for the training. God bless you. Let's continue from here again tomorrow, God willing. Until then, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great week ahead. Bye.